Welcome to another episode of Blue Book Live Adjacent. Hi, Trent. Hello, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. I have a lot of energy. If I've had five cups of coffee, I'm ready to go. How are you doing? I'm good. I've only had three, so I still have a little bit of catching up to do, apparently. And it's technically two hours later here, so I'm really behind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you to take this personal. I hope you don't, but um, Natalie is not here again today. Uh, I promise it's not you. I've heard that before, and usually (laughs) when people say that, it's not true. Usually it is the person. (laughs) She's in a 401k meeting or something, some big thing that CFOs do. I'm not sure. Well, that sounds pretty important, though, to be fair. So, you know, yeah, she gets another pass. You know, she's got some important stuff. So, you know, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see her on the next one. And um, but in our pre-episode meeting, you said there's a lot of bangers today. So I'm super excited. It's a banger episode. Yes. A lot of big stuff we've had over the past like couple of weeks as well as even just today. Today's been a big news day um, for when this is coming out on the 23rd. So this will be stuff that has come out on the 22nd. It's okay. going to be a big one that's, you know, a lot of fun stuff off the press today. So okay. um, first we can kind of start with a little bit of the stuff over the past couple of weeks. The biggest ones that we can lead right into the hot stuff hot off the press as well. Even some things okay. that literally have come in as we've been talking here. Um, Ooh, you're like a so, news desk. I know, <laughs> breaking news. You need like a uh, little thing that goes off with that. Wait, wait, wait. Exactly. You had the soundboard at one point. I remember. I so did. Uh, <laughs> just not today. <laughs> so over the past two weeks, the biggest article we had, which um, I think was more so, it's not necessarily because of it was a huge, huge breakthrough per se, but I think it was just that I caught the eye because it was something that, you know, as people hadn't seen, which was the Sexton Lumber um, alert about them being convicted for forestry act violations wasn't a major major violation by that i mean monetarily wise it ended up being that they got in trouble for around to start off with a total fine of about thirty one hundred dollars plus a 30 cent per victim surcharge fee on there but it was just something that i think was interesting because we hadn't really seen stuff like that come out recently at least from canada about that so yeah i so i was a clicker on that one because yep. you know it sounds really scandalous like their name has yeah. sex in it and yeah. it's um it's like oh they're convicted like that was another word that got used so they were investigated by the department of fisheries and forestry and like what happened like what did exactly did they do wrong they didn't really go into a whole lot of the specific details about what happened exactly basically it is said that they um um, they didn't comply to the terms and conditions of their permits for cutting that they had. And they that's kind of oh. they left it kind of vague within that um the specifics of the issues within that um within the how they violated it. Okay. That was a terrible answer. I, but you get I, what I'm saying. No, because I wasn't clear when I read the article, um, because it was very short and I thought, Yep. Okay, but what did they do? But exactly. I, I wish it would have gone into a I agree. I wish it would have gone into a little bit more detail, but you know, this was a literally as right from the horse's mouth so to speak from the government of um, the Canadian government so I think that probably they drilled down maybe a little more in the filings and whatnot but this is just what they put in the press release whereas in a few minutes we're gonna be talking about one that has to do from the U.S. you know and the OSHA side and they go very in detail about what happened in there so kind of an interesting contrast there yeah totally so Sexton was convicted and clickbait we don't know what they did got it yep <laughs> pretty much yep they had a cutting violation and that's about as specific as it gets 
Okay, cool. Well, since I kind of already transitioned, we can go to the OSHA one, which is technically the third one, but we can go to use it as a second one, which was okay. OSHA violation um, on Anthony Timberlands for a machine incident that happened in February of this year. So basically, there was a lumber stacking system that had been installed um, in, Jan in July of 2020. And there was no barriers to prevent employees from entering the area behind the stacker beneath, I'm sorry, the stacker hoist. And so due to that, there was an incident that had happened and there was a, um, a fatality for a 39 year old employee that had happened at their Bearden location. Oh. So OSHA cited them for four violations, um, in up to a total amount of, um, just a little bit under $219,000. And then they go on in the release to kind of explain how this was not the first violation. There have been previous other violations of varying degrees with them, and they laid them out. And from what I've seen in this one, unlike the other one we talked about a few months ago, OSHA did have the right entities because there was different locations involved in here. And we saw that one, there was a yeah. little bit of an issue. So everything does, from what I've looked at here, looking at the sites they referenced, everything seems to be accurate on this one, that the sites identified were the same entities in Anthony Timberland and everything like that. Okay. Well, that's sad to hear about the death. Um, I know it's been a couple of those I've been reading mm -hmm. about across the board and like a, a few of these things. And it's just like you said, it's awful to hear this kind of stuff, especially when it's just like these workplace accidents. And it's yeah. just it's horrible. I mean, well, the labor... I mean, that's how old I am. That's it's yeah. old, you know, it's just like it, it can happen to anyone, you know, the labor side of our industry. You know, if you don't have a safety procedure in place, it's really it's scary. I've been to some mills where I'm like yeah you could just get look the wrong way or stop paying attention for a minute and yep. there you go and so um one, one of definitely the hardest one working mistake. industries that i've i mean these people are pulling lumber off of a chain mm -hmm. or off of the actual like where the head rig is cutting it and so mm -hmm. anyway um well, no, it just sucks. takes one mistake throughout your whole life and i mean usually yeah. you and i i mean and where we're at you know we make a mistake it's like Meh. You know, yeah. usually worst case scenario, if we did a terrible mistake, we would lose our job. Right. You know, these these individuals, they make a terrible mistake. They don't just lose their job. They could lose their life, which is just right. it's just I mean, it's a whole different thing. And I think sometimes you can kind of it's easy to not think about how dangerous it is and how much they're actually putting themselves on the line, you know, for yeah. industry as a whole. They are. Yeah. Well, uh, our hearts go out to them and man, lots of violations. So, you know, we need to do better. Mm -hmm. Do better. Exactly. And I mean, anything you can do to prevent this kind of stuff. I mean, the investment in safety is worth it because, you know, it's, it's, it's always worth it, in my opinion, no matter what. So, I mean, you know, a little bit can go a long way in that stuff just to prevent anything now and in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So let's try to transition a little bit away from that kind of aspect and kind of go into more news and, you know, um, different sector. Um, okay. Uh, we're going to talk now about expansion. So Mitre is now, and I always butcher that, um, is now expanding into Toronto with a new mill that they're building. Um, technically it's outside of Toronto, it's in Woodbridge, but you know how Chicago land, like I call it, as I am in Chicago, that kind of a thing. So right. <laughs> Toronto in quotes. <laughs> well, you're supposed um, to say, um, if you say Toronto, you, people know you've never been there. Is it like saying Louisville? Or supposed to say yeah. Louisville? <laughs> yeah, so you're supposed to say Toronto. 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 It's almost like a Toronto. 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 Like Chicago. No, you don't go Toronto. <laughs> you go Toronto. 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 No. <laughs> like Bonjourno. I visited Toronto. 
<laughs> have you visited Toronto? Yes, my husband w- was from Toronto. <laughs> so I have to say it, Toronto. I have to be in the know. Toronto. Well, thank you for that one, because yeah. uh, that's good to know for future reference. Yeah, so just breaking Toronto. news. Breaking news. I'm helping people pronounce things incorrectly and correctly, because I'm, I'm more incorrect than not. So. And you, <laughs> people thought that they were just going to learn about lumber and building materials on here. Look at this. I know. We learned so many more things. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> so that Mitri acquisition, or they're building, it's not it's, an acquisition. Yeah, it's just an expansion. It's an yeah. expansion. So yep. that's going to be open is that next year sometime? I think it was or? next year, if I remember okay. correctly. Or the, I don't know if they gave a specific time, but I think it was kind of they were looking at next year. Said, yeah, that was cool. I mean, we were familiar with Mitri just being in this area mm-hmm. yep. um, as as one of the leading like millwork and um, manufacturers. So they said Woodbridge, Ontario, I think, which is interesting. So I'd be interested to see if... what kind of species they're using out there. Probably more Eastern type mm-hmm. species. But Yep. I feel like Woodbridge is west of Toronto, right? I want to yeah. say that Weston has some spots out there as well. And that... Yeah, Weston is in um, Brampton. I have, well, we- oh, Weston... that's what it was, Brampton. That's yeah. what it was. All right, darn it. <laughs> Weston has a lot of, like, the Weston brand that broke off. They have a lot of yep. different Weston Oh, yeah, brands. like the premium and the other right. ones. Yep. But they yep. are, like, in and around Brampton, I would say. I've okay, that's what it was. Most okay. Of them at least once, but, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure where Westbridge, Ontario is. I'm looking on a map and... Uh, Woodbridge, I'm sorry, Woodbridge. Oh, Woodbridge, that's why. Yep. <laughs> You're like, where is this at? <laughs> yeah, so that is still not coming up for me. So <laughs> Woodbridge, oh, okay, north. It's like northwest of Toronto. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's actually it's right, outside right outside of Brampton. Yeah. yeah, so it is in that kind of general area right there yeah cool okay perfect that makes sense great to hear like to see it so next thing we got here is a kind of what ends up being on here usually every um, time we speak the lumber price index so just depending on where it's going to fall at so um pulled up the one for the most recent um weekend which would be the week ending august 18th price at the end of that at the end of that week was 449 and that was up 2.7 percent or 12 dollars from the previous week which it was at 437 we're just covering so, around the fives, basically. Yep. Kind of seen a bunch of that. I mean, when you're looking at it, I've seen it go up and down, up and down. Like kind of around that real area, I think we've been speaking recently, like right in that kind of up and down. Which, I mean, to be fair, you look at the stock market's kind of been doing a lot yeah. of that recently as well. You know, kind of a little bit wishy-washy times right here. But, you know. It's always interesting. There's so many drivers and variables, as we always say. But, yep. you know, now there's all these fires. So it's like, okay, our um because i know that there's some areas where they can't be logging right now that it's going to impact lumber availability and pricing so it'll be interesting to see with summer winding down what yep. happens with lumber prices absolutely 100 agree and also just yeah this everything as a whole because the fall will be very very interesting to see i mean there's a couple other things that we're going to speak about and these other ones coming up that are going to be interesting it has to do with home building and interest rates which probably you know it's got a little spoiler alert you know coming up which is going to be interesting to see how that all plays into this as well yeah you know what let's just skip forward to that one because that would make the most sense which is the freddie mac one which would be the next one uh which is they went over seven percent as of last week the 30-year mortgage rate the fixed mortgage rate it's at it was at 7.09 percent last uh what was it last when it hit on the uh, 17th last wednesday wow wow so yeah. i mean i i don't even know what to say about that i mean it's just yeah 
I yeah. mean, it, it's kind of crazy because like there's another article that just that is a spoiler, which I'm kind of hopping around a little bit, but it's because it's all sequential, which came out today. The um, National Association of Realtors were saying that existing home prices, I'm sorry, sales slipped by 2.2% um, in July, which is interesting. I mean, and they, they specifically called out areas like the Northeast, Midwest, and South, which um, had declines, but the West that they grew, which is interesting because like in my area here in the Midwest, like in the Chicago suburbs, I mean, houses are selling like hotcakes. I mean, this is a very anecdotal thing, but anecdotal things rather is that our neighbor put their house up for sale. So sad they're moving. But I'm not exaggerating when I say their house went up. It wasn't even officially listed and it sold in less than four days. Wow. Like in the people that put it that they were off, put the offer on were there the first day, once again, before it was even listed, there was a line of four people. I went out to oh. get the mail and I was like, what's happening here? Like, well, it wasn't even officially <laughs> up yet. And so, I mean, it's wow. things are going like hotcakes, but it, it blows my mind because I'm sitting there looking at it. And I'm like, wait, so you're having that much of a mortgage rate potential unless you're paying cash. Right. And then you're paying substantially more. I mean, looking at what the house price was, I mean, it was, from what she paid, at least I would imagine she bought it well before us. So she probably, I mean, it was up a lot. We'll just say yeah. that it was up a lot from what she bought it. I mean, our house is valued up substantially more. So, I mean, it, it's, it yeah. just is kind of going back to what we spoke with like Natalie a couple of times ago, which is something has to give at some point in time. Like this doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Like none of this, when you're looking at it in totality, all makes sense. You know, you're still seeing homes being sold and bought at these high rates but right. like come on know, and is like, it like just all cash buyers coming in and doing that and you know it is wild to me that people are still moving and there's the thought like it's just going to continue to go up I heard them say that I think there might only be one more hike this year and maybe they'll be done mm -hmm. for a while and hopefully that slows down inflation um mm -hmm. but you know my parents again like they had like a 12 percent interest rate I remember when yep. I was growing up but I'm like I don't know. So it's different. all relative because it's like that was a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage, and now you're closer to eight hundred, probably on average, for a decent house in a decent town. Um, yeah. But I think gone are the days of the, you know, I don't think you can get anything under five hundred thousand anymore. Can you? I mean, maybe in Kansas, but I don't know. Uh no, you. I mean, it depends on what you're looking. I mean, around here you still can, but it once again is going to go market to market. I mean, mm -hmm. our markets in here are substantially cheaper than your markets out there, mm -hmm. which is kind of funny because I lived in the Northeast in Connecticut and I lived in the South in Florida, which Florida is still pretty cheap in certain areas, or at least it was then. And so I went from Illinois in like a smaller town, which is cheap, to Florida, which was pretty cheap. Then I went to Connecticut and I was like, "What? Wow, <laughs> yeah, how much stuff costs?" I know. And then I went back to Chicago and I was like, "Wait, so I pay half the." amount in connecticut and it's chicago okay cool yeah but now you're starting to your regional. point seeing these areas even catching up because i mean like that's all i was saying i mean i don't know how much house home prices have grown year at, in your area but like ours since covid has happened has gone up so high relative yeah. to what we bought like it doesn't make any sense yeah like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever i think you make a good point though about all the places that have um you know, there's all these towns and areas that people are flocking to, like leaving California, leaving Oregon, even mm -hmm. because taxes are so high and mm -hmm. it's driving up demand in places like Tennessee and the Carolinas yep. and Texas. Obviously, everybody was mm -hmm. fleeing to. So oh, those yeah. are driving up prices as well. But it is crazy that we're at a 21 year high for interest rates. It's doesn't it's not very motivating to the buyer <laughs> that's looking to buy I right mean, now. 
like I was speaking with my buddy, like my wife and I, I think I mentioned this previously in an episode, in the previous episode, we'd look to, you know, expand. I mean, we wanted to move at some point in time, but mm-hmm. now I was talking to my buddy. I'm like, I don't see that being in the cards. Like, I think we're going to just expand our house where we're in. I think we just build more out there to get us by for a while, just because then, you know, we get what we need for a handful more years and kind of relook at it in a little bit of time, you know, because it just, it, it, if we bought something new, not only would our, 2.9% mortgage rate be super, you know, hosed at that point that in time. That sounds laughable right be, now that you have one that low. Oh, it makes me just like, people are probably like, I can't believe you just said that. But um, it's it just, we're going to be house poor at that point in time. Yeah. You know, we it'd be just awful. So, I mean, that's what we're looking at. So, I know. I don't know. Build it's, a tent it, in the back if you want to expand. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, yeah, we're looking to build up and been potentially in the back more we'll see what happens you know when we kind of get all to it so that's we'll cross that bridge a little bit more in future episodes i'll keep you updated on how that ends up going yeah. whatever makes the most sense with the uh whatever makes the the local most, areas here. Out, yeah it'll it'll yeah. all work out it'll all work out <laughs> so some other fun stuff we got here these are a little bit more quick um um news pieces but they're important ones like for example west frazier um last week announced or i'm sorry this would have been about two weeks ago now announced that they're having senior leadership transition so um ray ferris the president and ceo is going to be retiring at the end of the year so they announced that and you know it's pretty big news for them and whatnot yeah um they also announced that the um that sean mclaren the current coo is going to be the new present ceo once he retires so that'll be starting you know the next day january 1st of 2024 then so congratulations to both of them yes yeah exactly (laughs) for all the different reasons (laughs) yes um another appointment kodiak bp just recently this was yesterday actually or this i'm sorry this would have been on the 21st which would have been monday um, they announced a new senior VP of their general lumber division for the Northeast. So, you know, it'll be relevant to a lot of the listeners here considering, you know, they probably might, or they, they may or may not be dealing with some of the subsidiaries that they have there, mm. including New England building supply, um, Shepley wood products, so on and so forth. Goodrich lumber, another one. So, um, that was a nice appoint, uh, appoint, appointment that they had there. Yeah. Then we got some fun results. So it, it's kind of interesting how, when you look at results and you have like companies like Lowe's and Home Depot, when they report them at the same time and you see that they're oddly similar, you know, to an extent. So um, Home Depot came out first saying that their um, year to year, quarter to quarter um, analysis was that they were down sales wise 2% from uh, what was it? I don't remember if they, I know they had uh, the sales was 42.9 billion this quarter. I don't know if they even put what last year's was. I forget on here, but um it was down 2% compared to last year. And then, but the outlooks are, you know, still positive going forward. And mm-hmm. Lowe's, who announced their um, results on the 22nd on Tuesday, they were down 1.6% quarter to quarter from, two, from you know, year to year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, similar to still having, you know, the, their guidance going forward still is a good outlook. You know, they affirmed everything. So it's kind of interesting how they both are mirroring the same thing, which in my opinion, I feel like that's a positive thing because it shows at least... Um, you can kind of maybe look at that as a, at least a general metric to see that, you know, remodeling things like that are consistent yeah. across the across the kind of whole spectrum, at least on that area, you know, within the retail sector and so on and so forth. Right. I went to Home Depot last weekend and I was um, I just wanted to go to the lumber section just for funsies. And it's just you know, what? it's a really cool to go to the lumber industry <laughs> when you're in the lumber industry and you're going to the lumber section in Home Depot. It's a good perspective of. Oh, yeah 
what people are using and what prices are and what like mm-hmm. status quo kind of products are because mm-hmm. a lot of naughty products, a lot of hardwoods, a lot of SPF, mm-hmm. you know, not a whole lot of specialties, but the specialties were so expensive. So a piece of hemlock, one by six, 10 foot hemlock was $56 per piece. Just crazy. That works out to like, you know, we use $455 as the number we just used for the latest market report that worked out to like $11,588 a thousand. So uh, that's some perspective for you. <laughs> like, I, I agree. I, I remember taking, uh, when we had a newer employee start with us, I was like, I, I did a similar thing. I took him to Home Depot just to show him, you know, what the stuff looked to kind of help visualize some of the other stuff. And I remember just in passing, we looked by and there was a little random side area where I had a bundle of Western Red she- uh, Cedar Shingles. <laughs> it was like <laughs> these ones that they were so they were so old and like beat up. And it was just like a it was like in a bag. Honestly, it was the weirdest thing, like a weird bundling of them, like no bigger than like you know like like my like you know like this measurement of my my chest around here. It was one hundred and fifty bucks. I was like, what? <laughs> like it, like it was bonkers. <laughs> like what they were doing for that, and they were not in good condition either. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, guys. cedars. <laughs> That's a unicorn of our industry. That's so expensive. And hemlock is expensive, what I just mentioned, because of what happened to cedar. It's an alternative, mm-hmm. except for our action of the price or half of the price. So, yep, yeah. exactly. So, this is where in the podcast we should have the breaking news. Breaking news. So, this just came out today on, or what would have been yesterday on the um, Tuesday, the 22nd. Uh, NWH, previously known as Northwest Hardwoods, announced that they have acquired Post Hardwoods in Hamilton, Michigan. Yeah, nice. Good for okay. you guys. So <laughs> interesting. You go visit. Um, what was that? I'm sorry. You should go visit. You're nice. And I know, close right? Over it's not that far away. I was actually in Michigan recently, so I should have stopped by. If I would have known, maybe I would have. <laughs> so, um, pretty cool. They're making the acquisition. It's a mill out there, so um. It'll be interesting to see how they integrate that. You know, I reached out to them myself just to see, you know, what kind of integration they're going to be doing in the short and long run. So, you know, I'll update everyone on that as I kind of find out more as well. But that was a pretty cool thing that they mentioned there. I mean, that the acquisition they made there. Yeah. So their yeah. post hardwoods is a they buy trees, looks like, and manufacture. Um... Yeah, they're a yep, they're a hardwood supplier and they're manufacturer. So they're um strictly on the hardwood side as well. So okay, cool. Um Sure, that's a good now, thing for their supply line over there. In Northwest Hardwoods, absolutely, so. absolutely. And kind of a little bit more Eastern expansion, so to speak, mm-hmm. say. or, you know, Eastern from them, Midwest, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Now, the last one we have, which we got to end with a bang, right? And this came out this morning as well. Um, the government of Canada, through the um, Export Promotion International Trade and Economic Development, um, issued oh the following statement regarding the United States Fourth Administrative Review on Softwood Lumber. They are challenging the softwood lumber duties. It says Canada is a world leader in softwood lumber and has an important industry that creates good, well-paying jobs for thousands of Canadian sports communities across our country. And they go on and just start to lambast the U.S. saying for years, the U.S. has imposed fair, unjust, illegal duties on the Canadian softwood lumber, hurting Canadian industry and increasing housing costs on both countries. So the yesterday, the Canada filed notice of intent to commerce judicial uh, to the commerce judicial review regarding the latest U.S. decision maintaining these unwarranted duties on our softwood lumber products. So they're basically back to fighting everything again. I mean, kind yeah. of what, what I mean. This obviously not necessarily surprised anyone, but just kind of more so of an update on the status of this since you know there's been kind of quiet on it for a few months. You know, yeah. so you know it's back to just. Where we are. 
as long as I, you know, 16 years at Patrick, we've been going back and forth on this. Um, and come to find out, it's probably one of the longest running disputes between America and Canada that yep. we can't just get right. And it's politics, it's money, it's there's coalitions on both sides that have, you know, I understand both sides, but you know what? I love my Canadian partners in on the supply side and vendor side and I just wish we could figure it out because I want mm. to continue doing business I know that's how we feel I know I also with the same token want to support our local mills here I think there's a way to make a win-win for everybody mm -hmm. just keep buying and selling lumber it's what we do so why are we still fighting about this it's just it's just a way for politicians to make more money and for us to pay more taxes mm. and that is my ted talk of the day there you go <laughs> i love it i love it that's about as good of a way as you can end anything that's all i know <laughs> i couldn't say anything else myself <laughs> i know it's just you know it's sad that we can't figure it out and there's so many competing interests and everything that's happening in canada with the softwood deferrals you know it's not just the duties that are causing an impact on business there are yep. things happening in the government in Canada right now as well that are impacting business. So it's very, um, it's just frustrating. I wish, I wish it was the way it was 10 years ago. At one point there was zero duty, you know, yep. we go back and forth with that. That was a fun time. Can we go back to that time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we will, we'll have more of an update maybe next, next time. So another yeah. couple of weeks. Awesome. Gotta leave them on the cliffhanger, right? Got a cliffhanger. <laughs> that's right. Well, it was a banging episode, and I well, appreciate I, I'm the time glad. as always. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for coming, and you know we'll be here again in another two weeks. We'll have Natalie hopefully this time. Hopefully, hopefully. whatever you did to her, she forgives you by then. <laughs> hopefully, she'll give me forgive me by then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Trent. Thanks. Have a great one. You too.